Get a free education in Byron Bay culture on Bay FM 99.9. Liquidelic is vibrancy, yep, in every sense of the word. The show emanates vibrancy, colour, sound, movement, all unified into a single piece. A feast for the senses with room for imagination to roam. My guest today on the show, Makeup Liquidelic, it's a live performance art piece project spawned from the collaboration of three highly skilled artists from different disciplines music visual art and dance tim yao and karen so liquidelic showcases the vibrant spark that occurs when these three complementary mediums collide a visually stunning analog liquid light production show cascades over choreographed dance pieces with a soundtrack of hybrid live and produced original music which is what you're hearing in the background now would you like to meet these three incredible humans bringing the community a feast of fusion this friday and learn more about the immersive dance event live performance with liquidelic and aesthetic dance dj set monsieur diop going back to back with xenia okay all right you asked for it here they are for you the first part of a three-part interview with liquidelic here on belly today in front of me on the couch are yao mikami and karen minami <laughs> and tim parry and you guys are liquidelic liquidelic <laughs> if somebody who just heard the word liquidelic thought what is that how would each of you describe it in your own way so the Liquidelic is collaboration, performing arts, visual sound movement. So it's creating the chemistry between those different art forms turn into the one art form. Yes, we want to give the world colorful, you know, vivid visual. I want them to feel something. Uh, I would say, yeah, that covers it pretty well. There could be a lot to be said, but... You've got to come and see the show. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You've got to see the show. So each of you have a very special role in this. So we'll start with Yao. You do the visuals. Can you just elaborate on what your role is within Liquidelic? So my role, uh, my background is visual artist and I take in on the visual part of this project and I use overhead projector, which is probably used in your school all time, um, creating movable visual that I can create with oil and ink and water to creating abstract pattern and then I'm gonna project onto the screen and then dancer current is dance and then team create music so my role is the section of visual and color and dancing amongst all of that is the lovely Karen can you tell us a bit about your background in dance and what style of dance that you use within this I would say my dance style is a fusion of contemporary jazz, African, bit of Indian, um, like a tribe kind of dancing. So depends on music, Tim makes all the music. So we always talk about it, what kind of style are we going 
I always suggest him. I wanna, I wanna dance a little bit like Tibetan Himalayan mountain <laughs> kind of vibes, and it's amazing he can make it <laughs> straight away. My strong basic is contemporary and jazz dancing, so I yeah always get inspired by all those kind of dancing all over the world, and I create choreography and make story. And uh, I look after the music, as these two have said. It's interesting, we've all studied academically in each of our disciplines. So Yao has studied fine art and visual art, and Karen has trained as a dancer in Tokyo, and I've studied music in Melbourne. When we're collaborating as the, the three of us, we, we're kind of drawing on quite a big well of creative, not just inspiration, but also experience from our own disciplines. And then we kind of, we're merging them together in this, this original way, which we haven't really seen before. So it, there's a lot of possibilities with it. And having been blessed enough and privileged enough to see one of the rehearsals, I do notice that although everything is going on, you all have your roles, just the synchronicity in that. And I was, it was almost like one person was doing everything, but then there are three aspects to it. So, you know, your mind and your vision and your sound and your feeling goes in different places. Where did it start? How did it start? Very interesting. So it starts from everything. That's the, pretty much the answer. Sometimes visual is the beginning of story and we create the one section. Other time it's dance is the beginning of a story and we create the story around that. And then sometimes it's sound is the beginning of the story. So we always, always discuss three of us and brainstorm, yearning about what we feeling to express, talk and conversation and turn into, okay, let's express in own way and see what comes up. So it's very exciting process to create. I really wish people can see our process, to be honest, because it's so inspiring that not necessarily someone have to dictate or coordinate. We naturally come up and we always merge into someone's idea and try to see and try to hear, try to move together. So that's the really uh, our creative process. And then sometimes we hit the wall, we go for nature, go for walk, get the inspiration, just really drop in the present moment what actually we want to express and always coming back to um, basic our intention. And then we had a few significant moments in the nature, just gazing the water, just watching the uh, abstract pattern from the park and stone. So that's pretty much quite um, core way of creating our process. A big part of the creative process, just to add on to what Yao was saying, is there's a lot of jamming as well. I'll start making some noise on guitar or something, that's my primary instrument, so I might create a loop or something or play something, and then Karen and Yao start to respond to that, and we kind of, the three mediums influence each other in that way and inspire each other. Then as we develop a piece, I usually find that I want to add more textures to it and more colours, so then I'll start producing that music. I record and program all of the instruments pretty much. Occasionally I'll use like samples of you know, maybe a bird sound or something like that, some trippy sound effect, but most of the instrumentation is all programmed and recorded live. A lot of the percussion I'll play and 
bass and guitar and keyboard and everything. And then when that's produced and finalized, then instead of just having a soundtrack playing along with the visuals and with the live performance, I think it's nice to have some live instrumentation there as well. So I will blend between, you know, different things like looping or playing solo or playing over the backing track or using a, a, a variety of different methods in the live show so that it's always got this element of feeling live but it also sounds fully produced as well. I think that's a nice way to do it and sort of blurring the lines like where does one end and where does the other begin. I like to make that a bit tricky for the audience to find. <laughs> You're listening to one of the original pieces created by Tim, part of Liquidelic, the interview that you're listening to here on Belly this morning. They've got a beautiful event happening this Friday at the Byron Theatre, which you're going to hear more about as the show goes on. Bay FM 99.9, organic community radio, harvested fresh every day. You're tuned here to Belly with me, Sister Rossella, bringing you back into an interview with my beautiful guests on the show today from Liquidelic. We're hearing from Yao, who is an incredible visual artist, Karen, who is an amazing dancer, and also Tim, who puts together the music, which is what you're hearing in the background, original music to the Liquidelic show. This track is Arrival going to be playing in the background of this next part of the interview the first track that you heard in the background was water so if i was to try and describe what i saw in rehearsals hmm hard to say so you've got an analog projector you know those old school projectors that you used to get in, in school for some of us anyway in which yao has a dish and pours water and oil and paints and drops things in and at the same time as it's projected onto the white wall there's Karen who's dancing all in white interacting a little bit with the artwork which is what you'll hear a bit more about in this next section of the interview and then there's Tim standing to one side with his electric guitar playing away playing into the music some pre-recorded produced a lot of it live, some drums as well. And all of this coming together just drifts you off as if you're inside one of those old 70s lava lamps and colors and, and shapes are moving all around you. And yeah, you're just mesmerized. I was mesmerized, which is why I wanted to share what they're doing with you here because uh, I just feel like it's my part of my duty to bring to you the amazing people of the Byron Shire and some of the great things that we are privileged to also be a part of. So here's part two, continuing where we left off with the Liquidelic crew from an interview that we managed to do last night before one of their rehearsals. Got a gig coming up on Friday at the Byron Theatre if you want to find out more about it. Liquidelic Art is probably the best place to go. Otherwise, stay tuned and keep listening to this your beautiful community radio station sharing the voices of the community with you. 
And when I see you dancing in front of there, we don't want to give too much away because we'd rather people see it themselves. But you have moments where you interact with the actual art itself. Was that your idea or did it just come naturally? Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember where it started, but yeah, I was just walking. I, I like walking in the forest in the morning and uh, just came up, ah, I want to throw something into screen and explode. And me and Yao can do that. So as a jamming, I, I just thought, yeah, well, I want to throw this thing. Can you just throw this color? And also she understands straight away. And so, yeah, we, we tried and it was amazing. And so we expanded from the, oh, so maybe we can do this and maybe we can do this. And all the idea came to us all of a sudden. So yeah, it started from really li little idea, but expanded very big <laughs> like how it does when you throw that thing on the screen exactly. yeah. <laughs> what I loved about it in rehearsals was that it was a series of would you call them movement I know that they each have different names and I'm aware now that you know one has a start and it has a finish and then the screen might change or the costume might change and the music changes how does that flow in the show? What kind of time frame does it fit into when you're performing somewhere, for example, like the theatre? So normally we prepare around 60 minutes to 70 minutes show for the theatre. Pretty much like you watching the movie, you just really dive into the, the world of colour and movement and sound. So it's go for one hour long story, but once you're in it, you kind of don't really feel the time because continuous changing, evolving, story continue. It's really easy to drop into that. And sometimes we do small um, show in a different event. It could do like a 20 minute show, half an hour show, could be 10 minute show. But we like doing whole flow, which is completing the whole entire story. And that's very exciting we can present this time. I think scenes is the word that I was looking for. It feels like it goes in and out of, of different scenes. We refer to them as pieces because we were like, are they songs? Are they, what is it? But it, I, I guess we use the term piece and we do have names for each of them. And so that, and often a piece will be assembled in either a movement or an act. And so when we're piecing together a show, we do have a very deliberate sort of flow of what pieces lead into which other pieces and how is this story told dynamically? What journey does the audience go on? There's some pieces which have to be done in an order with each other. And I suppose it's kind of like, I don't know, listening to an album or something. If you have two songs that lead into each other, then you kind of want to have them both next to each other. It's that, that sort of thing. I've seen a lot of different things go on in the theatre. Everybody brings their own flavour to it. but. What is your evening going to look like? We've divided our show into two halves. So the first half is the liquidelic exhibition or um, performance. And that, that's that 70 minutes of that story show. And that is where the audience is all in dark and, and seated and they can enjoy the projected visual show that we have on. And then after the intermission, the audience will all come back in and we've been working with a digital projection visual team who are going to cover the entire venue in projections. And we're going to be able to take Yao's analog visuals that she'll perform, but this time treat it through a different 
system so then it will be going through digital projectors instead of the traditional analog projector and will be spread out over the entire venue and that's why we're asking everyone to come dressed in white because then there will be no seats and there'll be a dance floor instead and the audience becomes the screen. This is the event that we're getting everyone involved in. So the second half we're going to do immersive dancing experience which is the friend of ours, Gyom and Chenya. It's going to do the DJ for Back to Bat, create a story. And here he is. Hello. Yes, the ID. So I want to play with uh, my friend Genia. My DJ name is Monsieur Diop. And we're both very eclectic DJs, passionate about either electronic music and techno, as well as world music and tribal and indigenous music from around the world. So we want to combine all of this and the idea is to create a, a journey between moods and colors. So with collaborating with the colors of Yao's projections. So everyone is going to be dressed up in white on the dance floor. So the whole dance floor becomes the screen. And then we create a journey between, I think it will start rather something rather meditating, which is so for everyone to feel into their body. Like, you know, like when you do like a solo walk on the beach or in the bush and you just in your mind and you start to forget about the rest of the world around you. And then we bring up some fire uh, with some more drums and percussions, probably something a bit more red and yellow. And there would be lots of um, tribal sounds as well. And I think it's also very interesting to explore a bit of darkness and get people to face their shadows. So that's gonna be uh, something in there as well. And I think between after those two uh, fiery moods and then the darkness mood, people feel a bit maybe challenged, like they go through some kind of rite of passage or something. So I think after that, we can sort of like bring a bit more of an ecstatic mood where people get like a release <sighs> and then they just stay high and, and sort of drift and, and um, move their hips a bit and slowly uh, able to, to let go and, and, and try to sit into the silliness as well of becoming more of a child and, and dancing. Um, and to this, I think very naturally should come a bit, m some kind of more sexy mood, maybe even more romantic. I don't know where actually people start to acknowledge other people around them and eventually they feel like maybe they even grab each other and dance together. And um, after that, I would love to, to make a big giant rampus where it's you, you acknowledge even more and you start to jump around and make the whole planet vibrating and then they're not just acknowledging each other but they are just together at once it sounds amazing on the wordings and uh, <laughs> i hope we pull it out i'm pretty sure we can <laughs> do you usually put this much work into a set or is this part of the more of a theater kind of dj set well i think now after 15 years of djing i have all my playlists pretty organized. Most of my sets, they're not as prepared because uh, they all, it's all organized in playlists. But for something like this, yeah, it's gonna be very tight in and prepared. But also always, I think it's very important to remain open to spontaneity. Bay FM, 99.9. On air through the stratosphere and online in cyberspace. So we're going to go to part three now. 
a little track, another original track from the gig happening this Friday, going to play in the background. Uh, this one's Moon. And in this third part of the interview, we're just going to elaborate a little bit more on what the event is and also find out what it's like to dance for Karen in front of a, a, uh, a projector looking into a very bright light with multitude of colours flashing in front of her. So let's go to part three here with the crew from Liquidelic. And your costumes are white as well. Do you see what's coming towards you from the projection when you're dancing up against it? Not at all. <laughs> yeah, because um, the Yale's analog projector, it's so powerful. Like, it's so powerful. So I have to be careful when I dance. I don't really look into it. So especially when I do turns and stuff, it's really, really hard to dance. Yeah, that's what I've been working on, like practicing in front of a projector. And unless I look at the screen, I can't really see any colors. <laughs> if, you see, if you see Karen doing a, a bunch of pirouettes, because usually the dancer finds a spot on the wall where they look at every time they do the turn, she has to look just above where the light of the projector is because if she looks at, directly at it, then she goes blind and falls over. Yeah. And if she looks too far away, she's just looking at darkness because everything else is dark and yeah, she falls yeah. over. So <laughs> she, I think that's the one skill I've learned from Lakewood. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting how, how better at it. How to do a blinded pirouette. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no one has ever done before. Yeah. <laughs> And Yao, what about you? Because are you working in reverse in some ways? When you're working on the projector, what you see is around the other way, is it not? Yes, it is. It took me a while to figure it out, to switch around. But because we write the choreography, so now it's we know the position, so it's kind of nice and sinking. Yeah, but it was interesting, the first few sessions. Like, oh, it's opposite. <laughs> it's mirroring. Where did this kind of visionary artwork begin it's something that I feel like has come from I don't know the 60s or the 70s liquidelic psychedelic has it got some connection there yes um, so this actually this is called liquid light show which is coming from 60s started from UK and United States when all psychedelic rock bands start happening and then visual artists using projection all the analog creating lots of psychedelic different colorful patterns towards the band when they're playing. I just saw those clips in the past in the video and that was the first one like really wanted to know how to do this, how to create that because my background is visual artist which is I do a lot of painting. I wanted to paint quick enough that it could be a little bit more lively can be like light painting that we, I can create the visual on time with the movement and dance. So that's my inspiration I wanted to try. And then over the time we developed different techniques by doing it, by practicing it, and just showed me this project, how to do certain things. So this Friday, 29th of April, we're doing the theater show at the Byron Theater, started from 6 p.m. You can get the ticket available on ByronTheatre.com in their website. You can also find it on our website, liquidelic.art. If you go there, you can find everything about us. So, <laughs> yeah, so liquidelic.art, 
this show on this Friday we are going to present is a theater show as well as dancing event. So we welcome everyone to come with white dress if you can and have a dance after. Yeah, just come to see different art form that you have never seen before. So we are excited to see you all. Especially because this has been postponed quite a lot, hasn't it, through various events that I think we've all experienced in the Bar and Shire. How does it feel to finally be so close to it actually happening? <laughs> we are so ready. <laughs> we are super ready and so excited about it, so hopefully uh, we'll see you there. I think, uh, to me, people, you walk away and you feel like you want to go back to it. That means, uh, for us, it's mission accomplished. It's like you inspired. And that's the whole idea between when I produce any sort of event is, is to really get people inspired. I don't want people to walk home with a hangover, but I want them to feel higher and uh, in, their, in their head and be like, oh, yeah, I've got so much dreams now in my head that I I'm just uh, want to achieve now. What do you hope people would walk out with, Yao? I would like to see their expansion. It's like their visual side movement and sound is really open up. So, yeah, just see like same reality in the different angle. We want to make their life a little bit brighter after this show, for example, because we have such a strong visual, you know, vivid colors and amazing music. So. I want them to notice the little thing they usually did on, like, oh, I like that color. Oh, that sounds amazing. Sound of bird, sound of wave. Maybe some people forget about it, you know? So uh, I want them to expand a little bit more. And yeah, that makes us happy. That's our mission, I guess. <laughs> I'd like people to walk away feeling inspired to create and to connect with nature. If you want to get a ticket for this Friday Liquidelic Immersive Dance, you can grab them at the Byron Bay Theatre and on the Byron Bay Theatre website. The doors open at 6 o'clock on Friday. The show starts at 6.30 with one hour of Liquidelic and two hours of immersive dance under a shower of colours. <laughs> See you there. <laughs>